Hi, uh, this is Josh and Stella, and we're back with the Greater Seattle Real Estate Podcast, and we're going to start again with uh, Rose and Thorn, so Stella. Cool, yeah, um, so a Thorn I have for this week is actually I got a text from my HOA for one of my properties, and it was a security camera of a guy in our building, um, and he broke into my tenant's car um, in the garage, and he was, you know, on camera and everything, but it was such a thorn because she just moved in, and she also lost the, the, her key to the condo, so the key to the condo oh. was in her bag, in her purse, on the seat, like she had a spare one or something, and it got snatched, so she called me, and she was like, hey, I'm really scared to sleep in my unit tonight, is there any way you can call a locksmith and have him, like, replace the lock? Um, but I'm a pretty cheap person, so I just went to Home Depot <laughs> and bought, bought a new lock for $10, and I did it at 7 o'clock in the morning the next day, so it was a pretty painless process, but it definitely, I felt really bad for the tenant, but, you know, I definitely told her, never leave your valuables in your car in Seattle, there's just, you know, you can never predict what's gonna happen. Was it in a, um, like, a secure garage? Yeah, so wow. the guy, like, climbed over the fence, like, there's one part where the dumpster's there, and there's a fence, Yeah. and he just climbed, like, onto the dumpster, basically. That's crazy. Yeah, it was wild. I think the pandemic just, just, yeah, it's a different <laughs> times for a lot of people. So that was my thorn. Um, and then my rose for this week, I don't really have one, but I'm just gonna say my brother's girlfriend bought a van. It's a really cool van. It is a really cool van, so I can't wait to go check it out later. Full-on sprinter. Uh-huh. Diesel. Yeah. Adventure machine. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Um, yeah, so I mentioned on the last podcast that, um, I was having some issues with the condo that I'm selling, and I, we have an offer. This is actually, we went pending before and the financing failed, but... We have a new offer. It sounds like we are about to have mutual agreement, and I'm pretty confident about their financing. Was it always not a cash? It's not cash, Mm. but their lender, they're putting a big down payment, and their lender is pretty confident that she can make it work somehow. Mm. I honestly don't understand all the details of how she's going to make it work, but um, I know there are other units in the building that have sold with conventional financing, despite the rules. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to try to make it work. So I'm excited. Oh. So my, my thorn of the week is uh, my, we have this client that um, we've been writing offers for, and this is kind of a scenario that's played out many times for me in the last couple of years. Uh, super motivated to find a house and writing really aggressive offers. Um, you know, it's, it's not her fault at all that she's not getting these houses that we're writing offers for because, uh, you know, she's got large escalations, 150000 over asking price, no contingencies, and we can talk about mm-hmm. what this stuff means in later episodes. But, um, yeah, she's written four or five offers, and she was really hoping to move, like, time her purchase with the end of her lease, and it's we've kind of passed the point now Aww. where it seems like that's going to be possible, which isn't the end of the world, but, you know, it's definitely discouraging. Um, and so, yeah, that's 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 my thorn. And she's looking in the Seattle. She's looking, yeah, Seattle, uh-huh. West, West Seattle seems to be the, the primary interest, for, oh, which really? is good for me, you know. Yeah, no, West Seattle, I've been talking to a friend yesterday about this. Like, you know, I have friends I would love to live here, but they're like, the commute's terrible, you know, the bridge is down, but I'm like, no, this is the best time to go and buy something in Seattle, No, right? it for sure is, yeah. No, it's a, it, it's a bad commute if you have to leave, um, but they are planning to reopen the bridge in a year or less, I think, at this point, point. and the prices in West Seattle, 
because of that fact, are for sure lower than other places okay. in Seattle right now. Yeah, I actually, I looked it up and verified this. I think most of Seattle appreciated like 7 or 8% mm-hmm. in the last year, and West Seattle's at like 3%, even though it's mm-hmm. right here and, you know, there's nothing wrong with the neighborhood. So it's a opportunity Definitely, for sure. Definitely, yeah, a good deal. So if you want to live in Seattle, but, you know, the prices are a little scary, definitely look in West Seattle because there's stuff out here. And I, I live in West Seattle and... Um, Josh I, will take care of you. I love I love <laughs> West Seattle. It's a, it's a really cool neighborhood. The beach, Alki Beach, awesome. There's a lot of cool shops and stuff, so... Um, what are we going to talk about today? My house. Yes, we yeah. are going to talk about <laughs> your first house and a little bit about house hacking and roommates and kind of some of the work you did on the house to make it work. So, yeah, you want to start off with a story? Yeah, definitely. I'll just talk about it. And yeah, I, we mentioned this before, but Stella and I are both investors, real estate investors too. So we're, we're kind of interested in this stuff. But um, um, today we're going to talk about uh, the first house that I bought and kind of the way that I did it and... Um, and how, how we're using that to generate income. Um, so back, it's it's been a couple of years now. We my uh, First of all, I bought the house with a friend of mine, um, which is definitely a polarizing subject. I think uh-huh. some people think that that's a really cool and great idea, and some people are like, oh, I, I don't know if I yeah, I'm do that. Yeah, I'm more the person I will never do that with. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, and I, the person. you got to, like... You need to have follow your instincts, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have somebody that you really trust and you don't think that relationship is going to change much in the future, then I think you can do it. And even if you have some doubts, um, you can also formalize it more. You know, you can bring a lawyer into the picture and write up your agreement before you do it. So there, there's ways you can mm-hmm. kind of be more cautious about it. I have friends um, who've done a, who made an LLC together too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually we didn't do that, but we're, we're going to form an LLC and move that mm-hmm. house into the LLC's name eventually. But, um, but yeah, so I bought it with a friend, which is, there's a lot of upside to that. You know, if you're not married and you're trying to buy a house, especially in Seattle, everything's so expensive, it can be hard to qualify for a loan big enough to buy a house around here that you might want. So if you buy with another person or multiple people, you have more incomes, you know, on paper and, you know, you, you'll be able to qualify for a bigger loan. And I think that was definitely, I mean, we probably both could have done it alone, but, um, you know, you don't have, you can split the down payment and you're also just kind of diversifying your risk a little bit you know if you're both involved you can put your heads together to make decisions and whatnot and also if you're going to rent it out split those tasks up so you don't have to do all of the work yourself so we bought a house in ballard and we intentionally looked for something but what was the purchase price yeah it was so this was only a couple years ago and this mm-hmm. purchase price 775 okay um, how many beds how many baths so it was listed as three two three three bedrooms and two one and three quarter baths Hmm. um so it has a stand-up shower in the downstairs bathroom um that's what it was listed as and yeah if you try to find a house in ballard uh, i think it's 1800 square feet or something like that okay maybe 16 um it depends whether or not you're counting the unfinished space at the time that we bought it Hmm. Which I'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, if you try to find a house in Ballard right now for that much, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, at the time it was still a pretty hot market, but we, you know, even in a hot market, there's houses that don't sell right away. And we were intentionally looking for a house that had been sitting on the market for a while. And I think, you know, sometimes there's legitimately something wrong with the house, but other times it's like after the first couple of weeks, maybe they priced it too high to begin with and people just assume there's something mm-hmm. wrong with it. And so then it can end up sitting there and like the sellers drop the price. We'd seen they drop the price a couple of times. And uh, I approached the listing agent. Um, by the way, this was also my first deal as a real estate agent. I, we, I represented us buying our house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I approached the listing agent and um, you know asked him if they would accept an offer that was lower. And he said, yeah, make, I mean, make an offer. We'll see what happens. And it ended up, they, I think the guy's retiring. He lived in Montana and he was pretty ready to just be done with it. They had originally listed at a million dollars, by the way. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. You got a deal on that I think, one. I think we got it for contract at like 800 and then we did a home inspection. Yeah, you found something? You found something. Yeah, well, the roof needed to be replaced. Oh. And so we asked for another like 20 or 30 grand off and he mm-hmm. was like... Uh, and they, they did it. Oh, so. awesome. And we did replace the roof, like, not that long ago. Um, nice. But, yeah, so I thought we got a pretty good deal on it. Um, I still think that. Yeah. And um, we bought it with the intention that we were going to live there and rent out any extra space that we had. Uh-huh. And we knew that the house had this unfinished utility room um, in the downstairs that we could finish and turn into a room, which we did. My friend actually, he moved into that room while it was still unfinished and kind of, he, he does contracting work. Um, not to say like he, I mean, he's, he's not super handy with everything, he, but he's figured it out. He finished it while he's been living there. Is that, is this the infamous room that's like tiny? It's tiny. <laughs> it's not a legal bedroom. Gotcha. I will say that. So no windows. There no is closet. one window. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. And originally the washer and dryer were in that room. Oh. And so what we did, we didn't move them. We actually just oh. uh, built a room around <laughs> the washer and dryer. <laughs> and so, and the room has a separate entrance in that. Oh, interesting. And so like the window is behind where the washer and dryer are. It's like behind a wall. <laughs> yeah. It's creative. Sometimes you got to do fun things like that. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I should like caveat it because it's a not a legal bedroom. Um, you know, technically you are not supposed to rent those rooms out, I believe. Um, oh. You know, it doesn't have, you need to have two exits. And so a door and a window can work, but the window in this room is not quite big enough. Mm. Um, so we could like cut that window and make it bigger if we wanted to. I think it's kind of expensive to do that, but that, you know, there's always options. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know, since my friend was living in the room. Yeah, then, the, you, know. you guys were the buyers. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It didn't really matter. And yeah. then there was a second room downstairs that was pretty small. I think it's like eight by eight. And they didn't count it as a bedroom in the listing. Oh. Um, although that one is legal. I think, you know, the window's big enough and it has a door. So huh. um, we ended up, so, you know, when it's all said and done, we have five bedrooms, not three. And so we live there. And the way we set it up is we decided on like what the rent should be for each room. And how did you determine that by square footage or by square footage and like does it have the windows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does it have a washer and dryer yeah yeah exactly <laughs> gotcha. um you know and kind of like we had both been 
renting up until that point. Mm. And, you know, you can go on Craigslist and, and Zillow and find out, like, what other people are charging in the area. Right. And kind of figure get, like, a pretty accurate ballpark of what um, what it should rent for. And then we applied that to ourselves, too. So, like, he lived in that room and he paid less rent. And we set ourselves up on the same rent software payment platform which one are you using for that one it was originally called cozy which oh, i yeah. loved yeah and they just got bought by apartments.com and i'm not as not big of as, a fan yeah no i can't i can't use apartments.com i have no idea it's their user interface is awful. whack I, I like it sucks though too because you want to change and I it's know. like you have to migrate all of your i mean if it's just one it's like okay <laughs> but if you have like a bunch of tenants then you have to get them to get set up on a new platform, yeah, like do it do at that. the right timing to get prorated. You know, you don't want to yeah. have to prorate everybody's rent. Apartments.com, please don't sue us for that. <laughs> but uh, your stuff kind of sucks right now. So I have heard of some other, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but there's some other good ones. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like we set ourselves up on that platform too, along with the other three people that we were living with. At the beginning, it was like just our friends. So... And that's, like, we always try to reach out to our circles, you know, to find roommates first. Um, And then failing that, it's usually Craigslist is, like, the easiest way to find people. You can post rooms. I don't think you can post rooms on Zillow, actually. But, like, apartments.com, you can post rooms Mm, on there, I think. But, yeah, so we had three friends move in with us on the day that we closed. Oh, wow. Yeah, right away. And, actually, it was awesome because... When you buy a house, um, your first mortgage payment isn't for at least 30 days, sometimes longer. Sometimes two months, yeah. And so we had, like, rent income without a mortgage payment, like, right off the bat. Oh, cool. Um, which was awesome. And then, uh, yeah, we we lived there. We, you know, eventually our friends wanted to move out and do other things. So we we, we still have friends that live there. Actually, the first guy, my, my Luke's buddy that moved in, um, he still lives there. And one of my friends from college lives there currently as mm-hmm. well um but don't you have like a crazy story of that one tenant that was- we've had some interesting yeah. tenants i and by the way I, this is one thing I, I wanted to say uh you know we a lot of people have are reluctant about using craigslist for anything um oh. but i've always had great experiences to be honest i you know the people we found on there sometimes eccentric but like you know they pay their rent on time. They pay rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they pay. Um, yeah. I haven't really heard of many people having problems with that in Seattle. Mm. I think it's just expensive to live here already. And if you're renting by the room, it's usually cheaper than all the other options. So people can usually afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one of our tenants, he... I don't want to share too much. I guess not any details, but like he was dating a minor, somebody younger than 18. And um, one day he just disappeared with her oh, uh-huh. no. <laughs> and like i think the fbi stopped by the house oh no yeah and mm. and so like his payments too were set up on auto payment he kept paying for a while <laughs> and i mean we had a security deposit too it's almost the best tenant because he's never there but he pays his rent on time <laughs> yeah and then like his mom contacted me and i felt bad i cut the i cut it off you oh, know because yeah. she's like Looking for him and worried he doesn't have enough money, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's understandable. Uh, I think some of his stuff is, he, like, had a whitewater kayak. It's, like, still at the house. Oh. Which is a problem with this type of investing. Like, it's hard to get people to get rid of all their stuff right. when they leave. Um, 
but yeah, no, we've I've definitely made some new friends. I don't live there anymore. I now I we mentioned earlier I live in West Seattle now, and it's mm-hmm. very similar type of situation, which we'll talk about in another episode. But um, yeah, it was like definitely a learning experience with uh, getting people to share space and keep things clean especially the common areas. Mm -hmm. We've actually, we started hiring somebody to come and clean the common areas every couple weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's helpful. Um, We pay, we give one of the tenants a slightly discounted rent to kind of try to keep up with the yard. Okay. And it's, this place has like a pretty intense, gnarly yard. It's like on a hill and there's just a bunch of plants. Um, But he, he likes doing it, so it's not a big deal. Oh, cool. Um... And are you profiting from this house? Oh, right yeah. Now? So yeah. Um, we, it was cash flowing from the beginning, and that's including, like, our rent. And now that I moved out, and actually my friend moved out recently, too. We only have tenants in there. And um, from the beginning, we were cash flowing, so we were getting more money from the rent than we were paying the mortgage plus utilities and paying the cleaner and the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually refinanced... like a year ago Mm. and because interest rates were so low and we paid it down more i think we have like a two under three percent nice and so yeah it's doing great uh i mean like every few months the bank counts you know yeah another 10 grand or so oh awesome yeah also you need those reserves for like you know yeah repairs i mentioned we replaced the roof and we didn't have to pay out of pocket for that awesome yeah yeah, especially with, like, the residual from the beginning when we didn't have the mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, like, four grand, five grand right you know, awesome. right away. So, um, yeah, my friend who I bought it with just moved out. And so now we're managing it for the first time with none of us living there. But it's nice because we have a couple friends that we trust that live there that can kind of be, like, house manager type of people. Nice. It worked out. Well... I'm, I feel bad for the tenant who's living in uh, that room now, but... <laughs> yeah, you know, it actually, that room's a lot nicer now. So, oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. okay. I, there's not a lot of natural daylight, but it's kind of, uh, we call it neo-brutalist architecture. Oh. There's, there's some exposed cement walls. Is that how you describe it in the Craigslist post? <laughs> actually, I think Luke drywalled it. I haven't seen it. Oh, there. gotcha, okay. Oh, I never mentioned, too, this house has a second kitchen downstairs. When we bought it, it was, oh. like, not a full kitchen. It was, like, a refrigerator and a sink and... We added to that and made it, like, a full second kitchen. Okay, so you have eight tenants and two kitchens? Is that what it is? In that house, actually, there's five. Oh, five. Okay. And I will say my buddy, only because he's my friend and my, uh, like, this is okay, but he's been crashing in the garage for a very little <laughs> rent. Um, but I think the biggest considerations for something like this is, like, definitely kitchen space and yeah. bathrooms. What is your recommended ratio for tenants to bathrooms and tenants to kitchen? Three to one max for bathrooms. Okay. Ideally less. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen in some houses where it's, like, every bedroom has an ensuite. I'm like, this is an apartment building. Like yeah, that. that's not a house. <laughs> that's, that's some crazy rent situation. Yeah. Um, and the kitchen, it depends on, like, how big the kitchen is, mm-hmm. right? But, um... Like, we, at the house I live in now, we have one, two, three, four, five, six people sharing a kitchen, or five, five people sharing a kitchen. Mm-hmm. kitchen. We have had six, and it's fine, because it's a really big kitchen. Yeah, it is nice, yeah. Yeah, and then we have a second, like, a mother-in-law that has its own kitchen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, good question. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's that story. Yeah. I'm glad you made it work. Yeah, you really got that house for your deal, though, a couple years ago. Yeah, it goes to show, you know... Some people are afraid of 
buying an investment rental in Seattle because it's so expensive and the rents compared to the price of the houses aren't that great. But if you're willing to get creative, um, you can make it work even in Seattle yeah. um, and have a place to live if that's what you so choose. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, always buying that first home, first property is always the scariest, but I mean, I always think about, I wish I bought sooner, right? And I'm sure you feel the same way, right? Yeah, I'm for sure. sure. That for house sure. would have been way cheaper, like five years ago, even. Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so awesome. Cool, cool. Cool, I think that probably wraps it up for this one. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening.